Welcome to First Do No Harm with Massachusetts Citizens for Life board member and physician, Dr. Mark Rollo. This broadcast will focus on medical ethics from a Catholic perspective and address abortion, physician-assisted suicide, contraception, natural family planning, IVF, healthcare proxy, and other topics. Please be advised that this show may not be appropriate for children under 13. Hello and welcome back to First Do No Harm, a show about medical ethics from a Catholic perspective. I'm Dr. Mark Rollo. In the first two parts of my interview with Michael King, Director of Community Alliances for Massachusetts Family Institute, we spoke of the dangers of so-called comprehensive sex education and how it serves as a feeder mechanism for the contraception and abortion industry. As introduced previously, Massachusetts Family Institute is a proactive public voice on a number of issues including strengthening, protecting, and preserving marriage between one man and one woman, preserving life from conception to natural death, protecting our first freedoms of religious liberty and free speech, promoting parents' rights regarding the education and welfare of their children, and many other family and life-related issues. With regard to comprehensive sex education, as previously discussed, it is important to recognize that the corruption of the meaning of sexuality, the meaning of our bodies, is central to the efforts of the culture of death. Abortion is a direct result of the perversion of sexuality The sexual revolution of the 1960s was largely brought about by the widespread availability of contraception, and abortion became a necessary backup to the culture of death, as well as very profitable, in the event that contraception should fail, which it often does. So goes the thinking of the culture of death proponents. Thus, the deception of contraception, which literally means against the beginning of human life, is communicating this message. I want pleasure from you, but I don't want your child. I don't want that responsibility. That message is reinforced by the death choice of abortion, which ensures that love and life never unite. This death choice, this abdication of responsibility, is then mirrored at the other end of life's spectrum with the acceptance of euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide. Corrupt notions of consent and autonomy have come to mean, in our death culture, 
that individuals have a so-called right to kill their offspring and themselves. It has also come to mean that you can have sex with whomever you want as long as there is consent. Some would even extend this to minors. All that matters to this libertine view of sexuality is that it be done safely and with consent, with abortion as a backup. These perverse ideas of sexuality are increasingly being purveyed in our public schools. In fact, so-called comprehensive sex education in the schools is key to promoting the culture of death under the guise of promoting notions of consent, autonomy, and health. It is also part of the corrupt business plan of Planned Parenthood to provide a feeder system to their death chambers. We have discussed the successful effort of many to have parents opt out of comprehensive sex education, where the parents of more than 3,000 children have opted out of so-called comprehensive sex education. As part of that effort, on October 27, 2021, the Worcester Telegram and Gazette had an article quoting Bishop Robert McManus regarding a letter he sent to Worcester public school parents in early September asking parents to review the rights, respect, and responsibility curriculum and urging parents to opt out their children from this morally bankrupt program. Bishop McManus was quoted in the Telegram and Gazette from his letter to parents, where he stated, I find this program to be morally unacceptable for our Catholic children or any child. It is age inappropriate, explicit, and reflects a shallow, trivial, amoral view of sex. It is a radical program of indoctrination of children with views contrary to the Catholic understanding of sex, gender, and the human person. The Telegram and Gazette article went on to describe excerpts from rights, respect, and responsibility curriculum We reviewed these excerpts last time, but in case you think you may have heard it wrong, because of its blatant absurdity, I will give you a reminder. A section for kindergarten students teaches anatomy that includes biologically correct terms for reproductive organs and erogenous zones and an exercise for students to identify where they can be found on the body. K-12. 
kindergarten students. Another excerpt for sixth graders explains different forms of sexual intercourse. Sixth graders, different forms of sexual intercourse. An excerpt for seventh graders details the level of risk for sexually transmitted disease associated with various intimate acts. And an excerpt for ninth graders features a demonstration of putting a condom on a model or a banana. Today you'll hear part three of my recent interview with Michael King of Massachusetts Family Institute, where we discuss further how this debasement of sexuality naturally feeds into the abortion business. We will also discuss other initiatives being taken by Massachusetts Family Institute, such as opposition to physician-assisted suicide, which sees death as a solution to end-of-life struggles, just as many in our culture view death as a solution to the beginning of life's challenges. We will also touch on religious liberty as it relates to vaccine mandates and parental rights with respect to public schools usurping the authority of parents over their own children. Let us first, as always, begin with prayer. For as stated by the U.S. Catholic bishops, only with prayer. Prayer that storms the heavens for justice and mercy. Prayer that cleanses our hearts and souls. Will the culture of death that surrounds us today be replaced with a culture of life? O God, in John chapter 17, verses 17 to 19, your Son prayed to you, Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. Lord, help us to always speak your truth, which is the truth. Grant us the wisdom to choose the light of truth, which the darkness of worldly concerns will not overcome. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now here is part three of my interview with Michael King of Massachusetts Family Institute. You know, there's, there's a part of me, and maybe it's wishful thinking, but uh, I remember um, when the Berlin Wall fell and communism 
collapsed in uh, in the mm. late in the late eighties. Nobody thought that was going to happen. You know, right. I, I certainly didn't think I'd see it in, in my lifetime the collapse of uh, the Soviet Union. Mm. And I think you know it. Sometimes I I have this feeling that uh, the all the work you're doing and and uh, uh, other organizations like I'm I'm a member of the board of Massachusetts Citizens for Life. And there are other organizations that are working on this. You know, it may just uh, collapse all of a sudden, or maybe we'll just have to continue to to chip away, which which we will. Yeah. Um, well, look. I mean, I I was on the ground level of what was going on in Worcester, and if you would have asked me in September, uh, you know, hey, do you think you'll get a thousand students to opt out? I would have said, wow, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And then. You know, I woke up one morning and, and I got this text on my phone. Uh, someone sent me from Worcester of the Worcester Telegram and Gazette original article about, you know, um, 2,970 students opting out. And yeah. I was floored. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, and then to find out only a week later it was 3,154, and that number just continues to grow. So yeah. you're absolutely right. I mean, we don't know when, you know, this, to me that's kind of a... a a small example of the Berlin Wall falling yeah, yeah. in Worcester, right? You know? Right. Well, you know, I, you know, if 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 Roe v. Wade does does fall and it just goes to the states, uh, there'll be increasing focus on this issue, and they will be contrasting states like Texas and Massachusetts and saying you're protecting life all the way down almost to conception and in Texas, mm. and yet here in Massachusetts we're killing infants. So, uh, anyway, I'm hopeful about that. But the the last thing yeah. I wanted to bring up with you, because I know you've been working on this too, is the um, assisted suicide uh, sure. situation. And um, there's another bill before the legislature, and I know MFI is uh, involved with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you want to say a little bit about that issue? Yeah, you know, we've been working with our church um, network, and as you know, with Patients Rights Action Fund, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I think uh, PRAF as a national organization has really done a fantastic job in in rallying the troops and and really giving us the information that we can then disseminate, giving us the strategies. So um, I know at the hearing, um, as you were a part of as well virtually, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had some pastor panels there, and, and we had put it out to a bunch of our people through text and email as well, so I'm sure a lot of them showed up just to give personal testimony, but um, I believe Barbara Lyons had mentioned, you know, from Patients' Rights Action Fund that that was one of the best opposition hearings she had been a part of in her lifetime. Yeah, um, that, that was really great to hear. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I know two years ago we had organized about 80 minority pastors to write. Um, to their local legislators, and I'm I'm sure that had something to do with, uh, you know, it not passing Mm -hmm. into law, and I think that was 2019. So we just continue to, you know, put the word out to be able to get in touch with their legislator, and I think since 2016, when we started this whole church um, alliance, we're trying to, you know, get behind the pulpit on a Sunday morning and and really um, talk about the issues and, and talk about them in a frank but um, effective, I think, way, like I'll just give you one example. I, I spoke at a, uh, a Russian Pentecostal church wow. uh, in Westfield, Massachusetts. Mm. This is probably three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. 
And after I got, so it's my first time ever being translated into Russian on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and um, I didn't even know there was a Russian Pentecostal church in Massachusetts. No, neither I did I. Doing this work. It's the first I hear. And um, yeah, there's a huge Slavic population in Western Massachusetts. And so um, at the end of the service, you know, I have a table in the foyer and I had 300 families sign up for our text alert and e-alert Wow, amazing. Um, after the service. And, to, you know, I mean, that has now exponentially grown because we've gone to hundreds of churches. And so that, that's been the largest amount of people we've had sign up mm. in one morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as an example, over time, to have that many people getting engaged, getting our text alert, getting our e-alert, um, and so I think we're I think the the place we're seeing the most fruit of that obviously is with the sex ed, but I'm I'm excited to kind of see what's next. You know, yeah. can we continue yeah. to push back on physician assisted suicide? Yeah. You know, you you've been super committed to that issue as well and you know, so far so good on that, but uh yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and it's all uh all on the same continuum. We can't have respect for life until we have true respect for for sexuality and right. uh we just uh, become more and more entrenched in the culture of death and look for death as a solution whether it's uh, right. abortion or whether it's assisted suicide and yeah. uh, and i know that's that might be the hottest issue right now because we've had the hearing on assisted suicide and uh and there's going to be some decision that'll be uh made in the near future so i would uh, right. encourage everybody and i know you do too to call your legislature that's a legislator that's uh, senate bill 1384 and it's house bill 2381 and it's the same bill which is euphemistically called uh, uh an act relative to uh, end of life options <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a... Well, the the sex ed mandate is called um, an act for healthy youth. Yeah, right. Yeah, real real healthy to get sexually transmitted diseases and abortion and so forth. But well, this is uh, this covers uh, a lot. I I wanted to ask: did, Are there any other priorities that uh, that the Massachusetts Family Institute is? working on or any yeah. other last uh, yeah. items? Yeah. Yeah, we, um, I mean, obviously with COVID, uh, you know, there's been a, a huge uh, concern about religious liberty when it comes to the exemptions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, for, for the vaccine issue and, you know, we've had, we've been inundated. I mean, it, it, we do so much work on life uh, and liberty, but really we've gotten probably the most calls we've gotten in 2021 have been people you know, that are going to lose their job uh, yeah. because, you know, they want the freedom to decide on the vaccine. And um, so we obviously sympathize with that because we're pro-choice when yeah. it comes to religious liberty. Right. Uh, you know, it's kind of like whatever happened to my body, my choice, really. Yeah. Uh, I guess it only cuts one way. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've heard many success stories of people using um, templates from, for example, First Liberty, if you're familiar with them, or um, Alliance Defending Freedom and yes. some of these you know, yeah. national organizations right. that fight for religious liberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just kind of give you an example. You know, we've had people that work for Eversource, the utility company, oh, um, right. 
and, and they've been able to be very successful in getting their uh, religious exemptions. Um, but as, as I'm sure you're aware, the, the medical community has been extremely tyrannical uh, yeah. on this issue, unless it's been like a, a private uh, religious organization. Like um, I know of some you know, hospital probably in the western part of the state that I think is uh, Catholic, and, uh, you know, they've been successful. I, I think I've had eight nurses that were successful in getting their religious exemption approved. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been a major issue for us. And then just parental rights in general, um, you know, dealing with, for example, um, school policies uh, out in the western parts, well, all over the state, really, where the policy actually states that if your son or daughter transitions gender, let's say, at school, but the but the school staff thinks that the parent of that child is abusive in any way mm. or disagreeable in any way. Uh, I mean, I always bring up the example, like, let's say you drop your kid off at school and the, and the school staff that's there, like, sees that you have a fish on the back of your car. Let's say something <laughs> like that. Yes, you know, the something radical like that. that. That's right. That you are now, the, the policy actually states you are a highly rejecting parent. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, and if your child ever transitions to school, the policy says do not tell the parent yeah. what is going on. Yeah. Um, so creating barriers of communication between students and parents is, is super concerning. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, this has been very good, Michael. I really appreciate uh, you coming on. I appreciate everything that you're doing and everything that uh, Mass Citizens, or I should say Massachusetts Family Institute, and I'll give my own uh, organization a plug too, Massachusetts Mass sure. Citizens for Life. Yeah. But uh how, how can people um, uh, get in touch with uh, Mass Family Institute and learn more? Yeah, so you can uh, do it a couple ways. You can obviously visit our website at mafamily.org, mafamily.org. Um, and then if you want to be a part of our text alerts, which, are, mm. uh, which people have said is, is very helpful to them, um, you can text the keyword. We've been talking about life today, so... You can text the word save life, all one word, save life to 797979, mm -hmm. which is our short code. Um, yeah. And um, again, that's save life to 797979, and uh, you'll get automatically signed up for our text alerts on these different issues of life and liberty. Great. Well, again, thank you uh, very much, and um, we'll see you in the culture war. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mark. This concludes the third and final part of my interview with Michael King, Director of Community Alliances with Massachusetts Family Institute. In the past three shows, we have discussed the debasement of sexuality manifested in so-called comprehensive sex education being purveyed in the public schools of Massachusetts and how it naturally feeds into the abortion business, which has recently been more empowered by the Massachusetts legislature, by sneaking the so-called Roe Act, otherwise known as the Infanticide Act, as an amendment to the 2020 budget on the day after Christmas. 
Such a diabolical act is reminiscent of Herod's slaughter of the holy innocents. We have also discussed other initiatives being undertaken by Massachusetts Family Institute, such as their staunch opposition to physician-assisted suicide, which sees death as a solution to end-of-life struggles, just as many in our culture view death as a solution to beginning-of-life challenges. We also touched on religious liberty as it relates to vaccine mandates and parental rights with respect to public schools usurping the authority of parents over their children. As stated by Reverend Tadus Paholchek, Ph.D., otherwise known as Father Tad, of the National Catholic Bioethics Center, State-sponsored or legislative coercion through a universal vaccine mandate raises ethical concerns, especially when appropriate exemptions are unavailable. Health officials, says Father Tad, should instead seek to educate those under their authority through careful and patient explanation about the importance of receiving a vaccine so that they might choose freely to do so on their own initiative. For more information on all of these important issues, go to the Massachusetts Family Institute website, mafamily.org. That's mafamily.org. Learn more about what may be surreptitiously taught in your child's or your grandchild's school regarding pornographic sex education, including the promotion of LGBTQ ideology, gender confusion, and further corruption of the language. A good example of such corruption was recently reported. The City on a Hill Charter Public School in Roxbury, Massachusetts, in the ninth grade curriculum, defines abortion as a procedure performed by a doctor that prevents a pregnancy. Not end a pregnancy, prevents a pregnancy once the sperm has already joined with an egg. Such Orwellian newspeak is just the tip of the iceberg of how the irreligious, secular left is corrupting our children. We must fight back. Until next time, remember, we should always treat life with care and respect And at the very least, we should first do no harm. First do no harm with Dr. Mark Rollo is produced at WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg. We are very happy to share it with other networks. Thank you for tuning in to First Do No Harm. 
Dr. Rolo welcomes your questions and comments. You may contact him at markrolo978 at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K-R-O-L-L-O 978 at gmail.com. Thank you, and until next week, remember, first, do no harm.